April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Check, check, checking, one, two, three, check. Oops, I mean check. Okay, I got it, you guys. I said Jonathan. Sheck's name wrong. I said Shecky because I'll explain that in a minute. But uh, shout out to April 25th and that being the perfect date because I agree with her that is the perfect date. Um, A little ode to Miss Congeniality in honor of our Miss Raquel going for Miss California this weekend and our very own Holly and Ronnie a.k.a. Winter, LOL, will be attending. Ronnie will be a junior Miss Princess, um, paired up with one of the Miss California contestants. And you guys, were fingers crossed that she's paired up with Raquel. Um, so, yeah. So, okay, back to my checking. So, you guys saw probably in our Facebook group or in Instagram. By the way, this is Sarah C. Vanderpump Rules Party. Thank you for joining. Holly is not here today. We will be back over the weekend because we both have some major coverage. But I really wanted to talk about some things going on as well as Beverly Hills and Dubai. So anyways, what I posted earlier was kind of a breakdown of the whole Jonathan Check video stuff that's been going around all week and it's just weird because like why now he's talking about stuff that happened years ago but I kind of explain why now and so for those of you that are not in the Facebook group which I assume you're not in the Facebook group because you don't have Facebook uh, which there's a quick fix for just do you know people have finstas just do a little fake little Facebook just to join our group you don't even have to be on it normally Um, that's an idea or you can join our Patreon, Vanderpump Rules Party. We put a lot of stuff in there that we put in the Facebook group as well and some extra stuff that we only put there and Instagram. So if you're not on Instagram or Facebook, join the Patreon. I don't know. Just figure it out. If not, I'm here now to kind of update you on what's been going on. So Jonathan Sheck, who is he? Why did I say Shecky? Okay, I've had it burned in my brain for like 20 years I think I must have heard it back in the day and someone said it wrong. Maybe he said it. I don't know. For some reason, that's been burned in my brain. And the only way I can, even though it doesn't look grammatically, sound grammatically correct the way it's spelled, and I'm very good at pronouncing last names, as you guys know, you've been very surprised about my pronunciation for your birthday. So that's not the problem. The problem is it's been burned in my brain and old habits die hard. I want to give you an example, like think about that song wrapped up like a deuce, like who actually sings deuce? Don't we all say douche? Even though we all know it's deuce, we don't say that because it's burned in our brain to say douche. So that's my excuse. Sorry, it's Jonathan Sheck, not Jonathan Shecky. And that's all I have to say about that. So anyways, he put out some videos this week. It's very weird. First, there was one and he was like, First of all, I didn't recognize him. He looks very different. Um, I remember him from a show he did with Christina Applegate, and I think they got married after that show, and I really liked him on that show, and he seemed like a really cool guy. And then I guess 
you know, they split up and he married Jana Kramer, who is like the country artist and podcaster and Hallmark movie lady and also known for some dramatics in her romantical life, um, especially recently. Um, so there's that. But Jonathan went on her podcast um, recent, this month uh, to talk about what he's going to talk about, which I'll get to in a minute, even though it's his ex-wife. A little weird, but okay, cool, supporting each other. Anyways, he's now married to Julie Solomon, and I think they've been married quite a long time, um, five to ten years or something like that. And he first put out a video going, don't be a fofty. Fofties are bad. Fofties have children just to buy them presents to make himself look good. If fofty really loved his girls, he would spend time with them and teach them, show them how to be a role model and inspire them instead of just buying their love. I don't, it, was, it was very bizarre. But we're like, okay, we're here for it. We're here for some uh, fofty hate. Not on fofty himself being 50. Um, he's referring to Randall. So I don't think any of us really mind a little Randall bashing right now. So at least, at the very least, it's entertaining. But it's confusing. Why Jonathan Sheck, not E? <coughs> and why now? <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so he does that. And then he puts out another video and is saying, like, Randall, years ago, he was working on this movie, Arsenal, in Mississippi, and he was in the production office because it was like a storm outside and he called his wife who was having lunch with some people. And he's like, yeah, we're just, it's storming right now, but I'm getting ready to do this scene. Um, it's with this actress I've never heard of. Um, and so he showed her the picture and the wife goes, that's Lala Kent. And he's like, well, that's not what it says on the call sheet. I think she had Lauren Kent or Lauren Birmingham, something like that. Um, no doubt. Um, for a cover also i did notice on her imdb that is the um moniker she goes by on her previous work pre-vanderpump rules you know remember like that catching faith ironically titled movie that she did in 2015 she is down as lauren kent anyways so she's like that's lala kent and she's like oh okay he's like well she's in this movie you know randall's the producer you know this He's not here right now, but, you know, she's on this movie with me, blah, blah, blah. They get off the phone and Julie is out to lunch with, at that moment, what we think is Stassi. It might have been all of the witches we have, Katie and Kristen and Stassi, or maybe it was just Stassi. Um, and she tells her this and they freak out. And I think she also told her um, some things that she knew because as it turns out, you guys, Julie Solomon, who is Jonathan Sheck's wife, is friends with Amber Childers, Randall's ex-wife, that he supposedly cheated on with Lala while he told Lala he was separated and getting a divorce, and Lala believed him, but it wasn't true. He was still working things out with Amber, and Lala even confirms that now because she's seen like texts and screenshots that, yes, Randall was very much involved and into that marriage but he was just lying to Lala anyways that's besides the point because that's current day knowledge right now anyway so Amber must have told Julie 
because Amber had found all these like sexting videos and phone exchanges between Randall and Lala while she was married to Randall. So she tells Julie, Julie tells Stassi, Stassi brings it up on season five reunion. Stassi brings it up on Twitter. Um, You know, this is when season five, Randall's like, I am not dating a married man. Uh, Very adamant. She will not say his name. She freaks out if anyone says his name. They are all like, yeah, because he's married and they're insisting that they have a bulletproof source. Like they can't reveal the source because they don't want to throw, obviously, Julie under the bus. And now that we know this, um, they really didn't want to throw her under the bus because Randall was threatening to sue Julie and Jonathan. So Jonathan says, so he finishes that movie. He starts another movie. He's over in Bulgaria and he gets these frantic phone calls. It's Randall freaking out on him, saying, what did you tell your wife? What did she tell the Vanderpump Rules people? He's like, if I find out you or your wife uh, leaked that I'm seeing Lala or she was on set, he's like, I will destroy you. He's like, I have $36 million. I'll destroy you. And they're like, what the fuck? Uh, Okay. So they don't really do anything about it. He said he just kind of cleared shit shit like that out of his life. I don't know. They never bring it up. Yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't bring it up four or five years ago other than the fact that they don't want to deal with it or mess around with it because Randall's crazy and threatens to sue everybody and like they don't really need that hassle. And also, I'm sure Randall would try his best to blackball him. And, you know, this guy was getting parts in movies with big name people, you know. The Arsenal had Nick Cage. It had Adrian Grenier. It had uh, John Cusack. So, you know, not just the dinosaurs, they, you know, how can you go around John Cusack? Adrian Grenier is still pretty bookable. Anyways, I understand why they won't want to go there. Now they don't give a fuck. And now, because I think there are so many scandals around Randall between the scandal with Lala, the scandal with Amber, the scandal with all the lawsuits against him, the scandal of the Writers Guild blackballing him, the scandal of him selling his house right after he dumped all this money into his big pickle bar pickleball court and hosting tournaments so it's a little suspicious on timing why you're suddenly bringing this up now four or five years later other than a it's a little bit of a safer space because maybe he's not as powerful as he pretended to be and people aren't as scared of him but more importantly if you will see at the end of every video Jonathan Sheck posts about Randall or Fofty he ends it by saying, you know, be a role model like my wife. By the way, she's coming out with this self-empowerment book next week. Um, Fortunately, he does say it has nothing to do with Randall or Fofty or Vanderpump Rules. So I I appreciate him saying that because otherwise I think we, a lot of us would have rushed out to get that book. But now I don't really feel compelled. So thank you for at least saying that part. Um, But he's heavily promoting and hyping that book. And I believe that's what he even went on Janet Kramer's podcast to do is to hype his wife's book coming out. So they're getting as much publicity and PR and hype as they can. And he is doing everything and anything in his, no pun intended, arsenal to promote this book. Um, I'm sure they're, they're especially doing it to try and make the New York Times bestseller because, you know, it's the first week that counts the most to make that. So he's got an agenda. I'm not saying I mind the agenda because it was some interesting juice for sure. 
And now we finally have resolution to Stasi and Katie's source when they were talking about the married man with Lala. Um, you know, Stasi tweeted out there was a little Twitter war. Lala had insulted Schwartz, and Stasi came back and said something like, Oh, because you're not interesting enough on your own, you have to. Um... Okay, here she says. When you're desperate enough and not captivating enough on your own, dot, 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 at Lala Kent, give Randall a huge kiss emoji from all of us, or give, yeah, give Randall a huge and then kiss emoji from all of us that you fat shamed. So shots fired. Um, so yeah, so they were outing Randall and Lala and Randall's name, and that did not go over well. I remember those those days, and I remember those days, like, Stassi would post something about it and Amber would like it or vice versa. Amber would post something kind of cryptic and Stassi would like it. So we were never really sure who the source was, the connector. And it's pretty clear that it was Julie. At the time, we were even thinking, I mean, we were going through people's Instagrams and connections. Like, at the time, Stassi was like, BFFs was Rachel O'Brien and Rachel O'Brien's like sister's married name or her niece's last name is Childers. So we thought, oh, maybe she's related to Amber and that's the source. All sorts of crazy things. But this now lines up. I don't know. It's just kind of nice to come full circle and have some resolution on this, don't you think? So that's the drama with him. And the motive is obviously to promote his wife's book. Okay. All right. What else is going on? Raquel? You guys know we saw all of those guys at World Dog Day. Apparently it will, will, uh, will, I can't say that, World Dog Day. In an interview, she said that it seems feels like the friends feel they need to pick a side between Katie and Tom. Then she says, well, I don't really personally feel that way, but Sheena does. So maybe go ask Sheena. So this is really weird because we were there and they were all hanging out together. Tom and Katie were hanging out together most of the time we were there. We, I even saw them walk away together. I think they left together. Um, when we first came, Katie was hanging out with Sheena. That's You'll see the picture of um, Ronnie with Sheena and Katie and Brock and Summer and um, Ronnie slash not winter. Um, so I don't, I don't think so. I'm thinking this could be like, a planted seed for a storyline to get shit going. You know, Raquel's not a shitster or a story fabricator. So maybe this is her little attempt at starting something. Um, or they all agreed upon it. Like, Oh, we've got to, you know, kick some conflict off, right? They're about to film or they have started filming. So I kind of think it's that, um, that I wouldn't really read into it. Kate even responded to it saying, uh, no, we uh, we don't want friends to pick sides and we're still friends. And honestly, I saw them together. They were very friendly together. So you never know. Things like that change in the future, especially as people move on and start dating. Then it gets um, more difficult. But for now, they seem pretty cool. Mm. This Sunday, the MTV Awards are actually being filmed right now. And I just saw James and his girlfriend, Allie, there. They are a whole bunch of them. So I guess there's an MTV Movie Awards. And then after it's MTV Unscripted, 
reality TV awards and the lineup of presenters for that. Uh, I got to make, I got to go DVR this now. Um, this is interesting. So from VPR, there's Tom and Ariana and James, but also there's Kristen Cavallari and Paige DeSorbo. So that's going to be a little interesting dynamic. I wonder if they're going to run into each other backstage or green room or in the audience, you know, both, you know, there's that Craig scandal. Um, there's Dorinda, there's, um, Teresa Judas and Melissa Gorga. And, you know, they're not really getting along right now. There's Dorit and Kyle, but there's also Kathy Hilton and Garcelle. So could be a little two on two there. And oh, and Rinna or a three on two there. There's Lindsay Hubbard. There's Sutton. Oh, yeah. So Sutton and Garcelle and Kathy versus Kyle, Dorit and Rinna. There's Taylor Armstrong. I don't know. It just looks a little juicy. And I'm going to watch. I never watch this kind of stuff, but. This one looks fun. Speaking of Rinna, she <sighs> needs a hobby. As we know, she loves posting. She loves posting of herself, about herself, of, you know, whatever. She, this week, attacked this guy named Patrick Summers, who is filming this new show, I guess, called Real Husbands of Sunset or something like that. And anyways, something happened between the two. And she ends up like outing him and like not outing him as like out of the closet, but like some whatever beef she there, she posts her text thread with his phone number. So all of a sudden, millions of people imagine he's not known right now. Millions of people. Well, he said he got like a million phone calls, texts. He got death threats, just completely harassed, had to change his phone number. So he returned the favor and posted hers and she got snarky about it. She's like, oh, I love talking to all my fans. Anyways, he is suing her and I kind of don't blame him because that's, I mean, that's life damaging. Imagine your phone, then you have to change it, but you have all these things out there. You know, like you're trying to get jobs or you've submitted applications to play. Everyone has your phone number and now they can't reach you because your phone number changed because of something like this. So we'll see how that turns out. Interesting, though. In other news, oh, okay. So Ramona, <sighs> this is funny, though. Ramona outs um, Teresa Giudice's wedding invitation. She she pulls a Randall and puts it on Instagram, like Randall outed Stassi and Bo's wedding information, ruined that for them. And so everyone sees where it is, when it is, the wedding registry site. So people could go there and they could like, I guess they could plug in anyone's name to see if they were invited and it would pop up and confirm that. So people were like, this person's invited, this person's invited. And like, look at it. And then the registry, I guess, it's, they're not asking for gifts, um, which, you know, would be tacky anyways. Uh, just because, you know, it's there. It's a second marriage, and not that you can't. It's just, I don't know, look at their house. He he was bragging that you never have to work a day in your life, and let's go home to our 50,000 square foot. It'd be tacky. But instead, equally or more so tacky, they're like, yeah, in lieu of gifts, we just want money for our dream honeymoon. So basically give us money. Donate here. Like, do you really need that? And especially right now. 
when there's so many, you know, what about like the victims and the families from all of these horrible shootings? What about a charity? What about COVID relief? What about all the natural disasters and victims of that? Or here's an idea, Teresa. How about you could use it to help uh, victims that were, you know, traumatized by the whole ice situation, uh, just like your former husband and your baby daddy, you know, stuck in these facilities, pulled apart from their families. They need help. I don't know, maybe help Ukrainian people needing help. Lots of things you could do. And I'm not saying just because you have money, you're owed and expected to give it away. But I don't know. When you're in a, on a platform like that, you've already stated you have more than enough money between yourself and your new husband. All of these terrible things are going on in the world with people in need. And you just want it for your dream honeymoon, which you could take anyways. And also, you already have a free one waiting for you because Kenya, of all people who people don't say is nice, is generous enough to give you one. That should say everything. I don't know. Just kind of icky. But it's Teresa, so we would expect nothing less. All right. So Jax has been commenting. People have been on Instagram asking for the real reason why he didn't go to the wedding and canceled at the last minute. And he's like, it's no big deal. He's like, life happens. He's like, Cruz's passport never came, even though they expedited it. Hmm. According to Stassi on her podcast, she said you guys knew for almost a year. So they're not backed up that much when you expedite it. And if you want to use that excuse, why don't you talk to Taylor Donahue, who actually flew all the way to Puerto Rico to renew her passport and back in one day to make sure that she had it to get to this wedding because she RSVP'd. Um, so maybe don't RSVP. Or how about the two times when Bo and Stassi checked in with you and said, hey, are you sure you're coming? Because we see all these texts of you saying you're not coming. How about you give them a heads up then and say, yes, we are, but Cruz's passport hasn't arrived and we're getting nervous. Give them a heads up. You know, they would understand. Um, and then they also used the excuse that Sherry... Brady's mom had a family member die, so she had to rush back to Kentucky. Um, I would hope they wouldn't lie about something like that. But that still doesn't explain all the tax threads he was on, bragging to Bo's friends and even a text thread Bo was in, saying for weeks how he wasn't coming, how he was going to the celebrity golf tournament with the wife and kid, and it doesn't nothing explains any of that. So Sure, his passport maybe didn't come. Sure, Sherry couldn't go at the last minute either because of a death. But then why did you spend the last two months saying you weren't going to everybody but them? Not buying it, Jax. I thought you were a changed man. Uh, Brittany was on a podcast saying how much he's changed and he would never cheat on me. He would never lie to me. Well, he's still lying to everybody else. So good luck with that, Britt. Okay, let's see. We got the Jonathan done. We got the Stasi. Ooh. Yeah, the other thing I was going when I was going back looking for like Stasi's tweets on the whole Randall thing. There was this one in 2016 from Guillermo Galvin. And it was Talala. He's like, Can't believe you're with him after you know what he does. He's like, Oh, if I could spill the tea and everything I know. So this guy knew six years ago. 
But I'm sure, once again, he can't say anything because he'll get sued. He'll probably signed an NDA. Um, when I was watching season five reunion to kind of refresh on everything that happened about this whole Randall thing, it was kind of interesting. There was like, Lala said she thinks Tom and Katie will get divorced. So a little interesting watching that back. Um, Stassi, oh my gosh. So, you know, we've talked about like the three or four strikes, you know, out that she's done, but there was more. She was like basically reverse body shaming um, Sheena and Kristen you know, saying they're too skinny, which she said she meant as a compliment. And I have no doubt that she did think it was a compliment. But to Sheena, it's a trigger because she had eating disorder issues and anorexia issues. So um, I've definitely seen this. A lot of people um, have, you know, and have that stigma. It's just like calling someone fat. If if someone can't gain weight, gain weight, and they are skinny. It's it's a negative negative to them. So it's the same thing as calling someone fat um, that doesn't want to be called that. Same thing with the skinny thing. And Sheena was trying to explain that. And she's like, it's not that hard, Sheena. You just go to Taco Bell. And Sheena's like, it's not that easy, uh, Stassi. You know, it's like, it's more than just a physical effort of going to Taco Bell, right? We all know this. It's it's mental, emotional. Stassi's like, well, I know how to do it. Again, completely clueless, but, you know, very on brand for Stassi at that point. And, you know, possibly t- today, who knows, TBD. I still haven't finished the book. So, you know, it seems like she's changed and developed and emerged. I hear and see things that point in that direction positively but then I have a few red flags that I've read in this book that I'm like are these just words that she's saying you know correct words that you know you can mimic you know serial killers mimic how to act normally Ted Bundy acted very normally they know how to mirror and mimic how they are supposed to act to appear normal doesn't mean that they are just saying not calling her a serial killer but if I was I'm sure she'd appreciate it because you know she loves that shit all right. What else? All right. I think we are ready for Beverly Hills. Um, I should point out, you guys, um, I, we are going to post this on the regular podcast. You guys listening first are on Patreon, so you get a sneak peek. Um, as you know, we're doing a lot of exclusive podcasts for Patreon or bonus extra content, extra info for uh, Patreon only. Sometimes we'll do... You know, we'll post both places, but we'll do Patreon first. So you guys get like a sneak peek. So maybe you guys can hear this on your commute rather than waste your Saturday afternoon. I don't know. Anyways, we'll post it on the regular one. Um, I don't know, day or two or however long after. Okay. So Beverly Hills. So I had notes last week. And I was going to talk about it when Holly and I were podcasting after dog day, but we just ran out of time between doing both podcasts. Um, And also she didn't watch. So I thought it was kind of pointless to talk about it when she didn't watch it. Um, And that's fine. There's so many shows to watch. So I want to talk about Beverly Hills and Dubai. So, okay, last week on Beverly Hills, let's just touch on it a bit. Um, You guys probably saw in my Instagram, I posted, it's been driving me nuts since episode one who Diana looks like, and I figured it out. It's the bend and snap lady. 
Jennifer Coolidge. When she smiles, they look like the same person. Or maybe like a morph between Kathy Hilton and Jennifer Coolidge, a.k.a. if you guys don't know who that is, you should because she's hilarious. But you probably know her best as um, Paulette, the hairdresser on Legally Blonde, the Bend and Snap inventor. Um, that's who Diana Jenkins reminds me of. So speaking of Diana Jenkins, you guys, I'm not sold on her. I heard about this lady joining, how amazing she was, how she knows everybody. She has real money, how she started the whole Haiti relief with Sean Penn and was down there with him, like sleeping on the ground. And I thought, what an amazing woman to be like infinitely wealthy well-connected, but also sleeping in a tent in Haiti, helping rebuild the country and help um, give relief to victims. So I was sold on her until the show started. And now all I see is just like, I don't know. It's just icky, you know, with the Cartier rings. And it's just like, wear them all at once. You know, when she's telling Sutton she's being like uncouth or tacky or classless, I'm like, so is wearing every piece of jewelry you have at once. Like, that's what you do, like, as a kid when you're playing dress up. I don't know. And then talking about it and then talking about how she's never been in a store and how weird it is to go into a store. I'm like, pretty sure you've been in a store before because you said you spent 10 years cleaning toilets in London. So I'm pretty sure you had to go into a store to buy, like, your work clothes, your socks, your food. So that was just kind of, and, you know, she said all of her 20s. She's in her 40s. So it wasn't that long ago. So she, I don't know. You think you're impressing us. It just, it's having the opposite effect for me. Um, it's making me gross out. And then she says she's insisting she's a Leo, when she's actually a Virgo. But I'll give her the credit. She's the cusper. She's August 23rd, which technically is the first day of Virgo. So I guess if she wants to be a Leo, I guess. But according to the charts, she's not. So maybe she's doing like a time zone thing. Like she was born like in another time zone that was like a day behind. And so she's claiming it that way. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, all of this like rock star writer stuff, sending her team ahead to prep the hotel and arrange the, it's just, I don't know. Erica also being gross and insensitive. Like, I, I like that she was called out this week about having no empathy or anything for the victims. Um, but she starts this last week. You know, she's flaunting her assistant. She has her, she sells her glam team, um, her hair and makeup. And then Mikey, who does her wardrobe. And it's like, why do you need this wardrobe planner? You're not performing on stage right now. And why do you need glam when you're going to something dumb like a dinner at a friend's house? Why do you need your hair and makeup done? I understand you're filming, but also when you have your hair and makeup done every single time is like a wow moment. It's not a wow moment. A wow moment should be like, oh, wow, something extra special. When you do it every day, it's not a wow. It's just like, oh, what a wow moment is now is when you don't have any glam on. So like Dorit, when she had no makeup on, unfortunately, it was because of the break-in and whatnot. That was a wow moment. You're like, wow, this is really real. We're seeing her without all her glam. Um, that's a wow moment. But when you're doing it, and just to go to dinner, like, come on. It reminds me when they were 
where were they? Dubai or somewhere. And they had that penthouse and they were all just, you know, jet lagged, but they were all just going to meet uh, for a drink in Kyle's penthouse. You know, just a drink in your girlfriend's room and then go to bed. And Denise Richards showed up in like jean cutoffs and a tank top and they're like all staring at her and everybody else literally had glam squads that they flew there and got ready just to have a drink with your friends. Stupid. And also when you owe people all this money, I'm not saying she owes, but when you, you're getting fingers pointed at you and it's such a horrible situation, like why flaunt that? You know, I think people, not that she cares that anyone likes her, but it would, she'd probably be less likely to be targeted and sued. We all know Teresa and Joe were targeted and sued because they brought so much attention to themselves, gloating and bragging, right? Erica's doing the same thing. Had she come back, be a little more like, I can't believe this is happening, you know, dress herself. Like, how can you just not pick out an outfit to go to dinner? You know, I understand the stage performance shit, but if she had done those little things, I bet she would not be on the hook for as much liability stuff as she is right now that is looming. You know, people are still saying there's still charges that may be filed, potentially criminal, criminally, but probably civilly. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So, okay. And then how she just like back talks and taunts Sutton. Like Sutton can't even literally say a word without her making a side comment. I'm just over her, you know, and she just lies she was saying she's been exonerated of everything and it's all public news, yet none of us can find this news. Thank you, Garcelle. She's like, not my problem, it's productions. It's like, well, it is. If you say you've been cleared of everything, then why is there all this chatter pointing the other way? I don't know. So Sutton apologized to Dorit, and that seemed like a real moment between the two of them, and I wish they all could have just let it go. But... You know, Kyle has to stir the pot and she keeps doing that too. And she keeps saying she's a fixer and Garcelle's like, no, you're a stir. And it is, there's been like three scenes now where she brings up a controversial thing about the person that's not in the room, Sutton, and like throws them under the bus. With It's like, are you her friend or not? Like, why are you talking about this? Her and Dorit already, you know, sorted things out. You don't need to talk about this with the rest of the group anymore. I don't know. Okay, what really bothered me about Kyle's... I love her house in Palm Springs, by the way. But I think it is so tacky and rude and inconsiderate. You're having all your dress... uh, Dress... Guests dress up in glam, in nice outfits, you know, heels, everything. You're not having them sit at a table, so they're sitting on couches with, you know, like their food plate on their lap, and you let... Your dogs, your huge dogs, you know, you guys know with the huge dogs, they tend to drool a lot, right? When there's a lot of food around that are completely untrained and unhinged. And they seem like great dogs. Don't get me wrong. But they're going and they're getting in, they're getting under people's feet, which, you know, all those ladies could break an ankle on those six inch heels. Come on. Um, They're getting under their feet. They're grabbing food off their plate. Like, gross the dogs away okay i don't tie them up put them in another room your house is big enough all right why'd you even bring them 
I don't understand. Just ridiculous. Um, okay, so we have that scene. Ugh, did you guys see that thing I posted of Erica eating French fries? It's like she was like giving a blowjob. It was disturbing. I don't know. Not a fan. Love the ameth amethyst uh, crystal butterfly wings that Garcelle got delivered to her house. It looked like they probably weighed about nine tons. Those are cool. Those had to have been a pretty penny. So Sutton gave her excuse. And I understand that she had a home invasion as a child. Plus her dad killed himself with a gun. Like it's traumatic. And I know someone's like, I think it was Teddy Mellencamp. Well, she always bragged about guns and hunting. And it's like, yeah, that was probably part of her life. But. Maybe she wasn't a gun fan after she had the home invasion and after her dad killed himself. I don't know. Cut some, cut her a break. Okay. The outfits. So we go over to Crystal's. No, we go over to Kyle's. I love Crystal's like lacy baby doll dress. That was giving me vibes with her like combat. They look like combat boots, but they're actually heels, like ankle boots. But I always, I'm a sucker for that like lacy or tulle combo with like, combat hard and soft you know leather and lice stevie nicks okay timeless love it but the others ooh, garcelle i love you garcelle but she looked like this big blue like blob because like it, it was not her body it was the dress that was like a, a round oval egg encapsulating her body it looked like something Blanche or Dorothy would wear on the Golden Girls. You know what? Like, it was a great color, sequence, but the shape of it was, it was just a giant trash bag. Very, very Golden Girls. Um, Erica and her, like, snakeskin and leopard with the cutouts. Like, it's just too much. You can't do snakeskin and leopard and then have a bunch of cutouts. And it's just like, calm down. Can we just do some something simple and nice and just do it well i don't know I, I listen to too much tom colicchio he likes it simple and clean so do i um sutton's was just matronly okay we got more outfits to talk about on last night's episode um dorit looked great in that blue pantsuit but again see that was simple and clean um rita looked like she had like a ups outfit on or like she she'd be like the Hooters girl calendar. She'd be like the UPS girl calendar. Um, Kyle, she is always in a robe or a muumuu. It seems like she's always trying to cover herself, which I don't understand because she is tiny. Holly and I have met her and stood next to her and Camille and Mauricio at the Pantages Theater when we were seeing um, Rock of Ages. And she's tiny. But, you know, I guess you do you. She's always... She's consistent with that. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. So then they kind of end it and they're like, well, I think Sutton is this. I think Sutton is that. And Sutton's sitting on the couch. She's like, why are you talking about her in third person? She's right there. And then Crystal calls out the hypocrisy of how like the Force 5, Fox Force 5 likes to tell people how to feel or that they were wrong. Um, and I like that point. I don't think it got across to them. It was, you know, she was trying to say it was very hypocritical and they need to stop telling people how to feel and telling people what their perspective should be because, you know what, they aren't them. So, yeah, zip it. 
All right. So then we go into last night's episode. And so this one's rough. So they kind of go back to, I think it was Garcelle that tells Erica, you know, how she hasn't shown any empathy or compassion for the victims, the Tom Girardi victims, right? The, the people he didn't pay. And she's like, no, of course not. Why would I? Because I don't know that they're telling the truth. They might be lying. Maybe they got paid. Maybe uh, this is all just a conspiracy to get more money. And I don't know that they're victims. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? And like Garcelle's like, Come on. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of random victims that don't even know they have the same lawyer across not just the state, the country, the world. Uh, yeah, they all somehow conspired. Let's all say we didn't get paid. Um, There's something called like bank records. Come on. I mean, she is just doubling down. She's not only not empathetic or compassionate, but she's now insulting them, calling them liars. It's like... Go away. We don't need you anymore. Okay. Bye. Um, yeah. Okay. Diana. So the, they're leaving kind of. Diana is making fun of Sun saying there is no such thing as a bacon eating vegetarian. Now I'm going to tell you. I believe there is. And I know that's like an oxymoron. You can't be a bacon eating vegetarian. But I know a lot of vegetarians. And I am mostly vegetarian and I was vegetarian for like 10 or 12 years and occasionally I dabble in some bacon. Now it's probably more like, Oh no, actually not now I don't, but for a while it was more than occasionally. Um, but I know a lot of strict vegetarians and they dabble in a little bacon from time to time, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I know, I guess technically the word it, it I'm just saying, Give her a break. So this is when Kyle says she thinks she's a fixer and Garcelle thinks she's a pot stirrer. And I agree. So far, Kyle has been a pot stirrer. Um, Crystal then said, Sutton said some other super dark things. Now, I kind of agree with the other ladies. You can't just throw something like that out there and then not back it up. Either don't bring it up at all or prepare to speak on what you're dangling the carrot you're dangling or the threat that you're making and then just like back off then it's meaningless it it carries no weight um and all you're doing is creating speculation and hurting your friend in the meantime so not down for that um erica of course is begging to hear please please tell me i would love love to know she just wants more stones to throw at Sutton. that's all she wants um, Garcelle takes a phone call from her son and she comes back all excited. She's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. My son just got a job. And they're like, oh, that's great. What's he doing? She's like working for Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> that was priceless. Anyways, they're all like, get out. Okay. So only thing I'm going to say about Dorit and PK, I know there's speculation out there that it's fake. I do not at all believe that this whole robbery uh, break-in home invasion was fake. There's just, they'd be the sickest people in the world. There's just no way. Um, I do, though, some of the comments, I do I do see, it, it does seem weird, like 24 hours you'd be over, not just hanging out with your friends. I would want my friends, I guess, to come over to me. I wouldn't go to their house. 
but also to be filming too. I also understand that's her job. Um, like 24 hours though, I might, you know, take a week or two. Um, so that was a little, hmm. um, but then when PK's telling her, cause she's saying she's, you know, still anxiety ridden and, and understandably, he's like, I think you just need to get away with the girls. You know where I think you should go? Punta Minta. And I'm like, really? You think she should go to Mexico to feel safe and nothing against Mexico, but you know, the last several years, there have been so many particularly targeting resorts, high-end resorts, Mexican resorts uh, for like robberies, violence, kidnappings. Like that was a thing for a, a, a good while. It probably still is. Just saying it's not where I automatically go in my head. Like I want, I need to go somewhere and feel safe. Huh. Let me go to Mexico. I mean, maybe Afghanistan. I don't know. I might think more like, let me go to Sioux City, South Dakota. I don't know. Just probably not where I would go. Um, the other thing I thought was weird, too, was when Kyle was saying, you know, who's sleeping where? She's like, and Dorit, Dorit gets the casita this time. Like, Kyle has this, you know, casita guest house off the main house in Palm Springs. Why would she want to stay in a little house by herself? You would think she would be petrified. I would think she would want to be in the big house with all the other ladies because, you know, power in numbers to feel safe and protected, not in a little casita by yourself, which is probably way more easy to break into than like a big house with security system and everything. I don't know. Or places to run and hide in, not like a little casina casita. So I thought that was weird too. All right. So now we go over to Sutton's store. She has her designer, or not her designer, a French designer, Alexis Mabille. Now, I don't know who that is, but that's not surprising because if it's not a Target, I probably don't know. Um, but that first green dress they showed that kind of looked like a big sack was already my indication like, okay, this is just like tour editorial stuff where she was something was like, this is all ready to wear. I'm like, that doesn't really look like ready to wear, but I mean, I'm not going to wear that dress to sir. I don't know. Sutton's red dress. Okay. Okay. From the front, it's giving me like little red riding hood vibes. It's not terrible. You know, some of her things that she wears, I'm not really a fan of. Um, but from the back, I hated it. That backwards double breasted blazer with like the sparkly buttons. I, no, uh, uh, not for me. <sighs> okay. Diana back to her store shtick. I don't you know. I've never been in a store. Yeah. We heard you the first time. Don't care. Um, so Lorena's not there because she flew up to Oregon because her mom, Lois, had a stroke and is now in hospice. Sadly, as we know, Lois has since passed. Um, so shout out to Lois. She was, um, she made Rena bearable. She, she was the best part of Rena. Um, but then Kyle was talking about how her and Kim took care of their mom in hospice because she didn't want to be in a hospital or have nurses and how difficult that was. And I just can't even imagine, like, I, I know, like, 
I've been there and know how difficult that can be. So that really impressed me with those two. So I will say something nice about Kyle. Um, there's nothing. Kyle's fine. It's just she stirs the pot. And I know she stirs the pot because she has to because it's a show. And if, you know, they didn't do their jobs, we wouldn't be watching them. Um, but she does never really get a bad edit. So it's not fair because everybody, they take turns, right? Every two to three years. She's had some, obviously. The bye, Kyle. And that other time back in Puerto Rico, I believe, with uh, um, Joyce. When, uh, they came after Lisa in Puerto Rico. That was pretty awful. Um, but again, half the people were, it wasn't like a totally anti-Kyle. It was more like anti-Lisa. So... Uh, I don't think Kyle's ever really got hers. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Diana gets gross again. She's just like Erica Jane, like bragging about her house. She's like, oh, my houses were designed by designers. Armani, Ralph Lauren, Fendi. It's like, A, do we care? B, to me, it just seems like a ridiculous amount of money being spent that could just do so much more in the world. But I'm trying not to sound judgmental because I know everybody likes, has their things. And you know what? Some of the things I spend money on, other people think are wrong or wouldn't. Um, let's say gambling, for instance. I would rather gamble than buy, you know, a $10,000 handbag. I'm not saying I gamble $10,000. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm just saying, don't really care about the handbag. Do care about my slot machines. So, all right. I got to cut her some slack, I guess. Okay, um, Kyle stirs it up again, telling Sutton that Crystal said this stuff. Garcelle reiterates Kyle's comment and tells Sutton to watch your back with your new friend because Crystal is insinuating some things. And whether or not we hear what it is next week, I don't know. But I don't even know that we need to know because obviously she and Crystal have sorted everything out. Obviously, Sutton and Garcelle have been friends for a long time. If there's an issue about who she really is, I'm sure it would have been visible to Garcelle or anybody else at this point. Um, Sutton is not a good, good one to cover up things about herself. You know what I mean? She, if anything, she just has no filter and that is her problem. So I don't know. So, okay. So, yeah, Crystal planted the seed. I never wanted to burn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. So my whole point for Beverly Hills is so far, I am not the Diana fan that I thought I was going to be. Um, I am liking Dorit. I liked her last season. I'm liking her this season. Um, and not just because she has to be likable because of her tragedy, but last last season she was okay too. Um, Kyle, eh. Erica just needs to go by Rena needs to go by, I don't know. I think we need, um, we could have Leah Black join Beverly Hills. We could have, um, who were we just talking about? Shit. Mm. Well, actually. Wouldn't it be great if Amber Childers and Julie Solomon joined Beverly Hills? No, there was someone else that we just we were just talking about that would be a perfect fit. And now I can't remember. 
All right. Okay, let's just quickly talk about Dubai. There's not much to talk about because it is just the episode one. It's just getting to know the people, but you can see the potential for an explosive season. Um, right out of the gate, I am not a fan of Ian, or I guess it's her name, Chanel Ian, the model. She is way too cocky. She's way too annoying, over the top, braggy, in love with herself. I can't. I can't with her snarky faces she makes, with her comments. Um, I understand how Caroline Stanberry can be. I watched Ladies of London and I loved that show. And Caroline was like a Stasi, someone you love to hate. They're, you know, bitchy, witty. You like them, but you don't. You know what I mean? Like, just have that quality. But ultimately, she made the show. And I, that's why I've been excited for Dubai because Caroline just has such a presence. Um, so I am a little biased and definitely siding with Caroline Stanberry on the I'm not into you, I am sitch. I like the other Caroline too, Brooks, I believe. She's from Boston and like impressive. I just need to know how all of these women got their money, like what they do. I know a lot of them, it's their own, and then others, it's with their husband. So I want to know what they do. I want to know those that have husbands that are like the, I guess, moneymaker, what they do. I know one said like investment banker, and we know that can be a billion. So I saw, remember that movie, that true story of the investment banker brothers, and the one moved to the Singapore. And his wife murdered him. and But yeah, they had like billions. And then the other one was murdered too. It was like crazy. Anyways, um, but so Caroline Brooks, she, she walked away from her marriage and husband, asked for nothing. All she wanted was custody of her son and exchange got nothing. So it's like says a lot about that father. And she moved to Dubai or was living in Dubai. I, I, that wasn't clear. And she's the one building like trying to build a spa. Um, but she has two houses. So I want to know what she does to afford two houses in Dubai when they already said like a one bedroom in the Burj Khalif tower, you know, the tallest building in the world is like $1.3 million for a one bedroom. I mean, that's some shit. So I need to know that. So far she seems cool and she seems like in line with Caroline Stanberry. Um, Lisa seems to play both sides right now. She's friends with both. Caroline's, but she's also, or more so, a good friend of Ian. Um, she's the one that had the ice brought to her pool for like $1,200. Like, could you just cool it down with like a cold hose? Or would that like heat up so fast because it's so hot there? You guys, I live in San Diego and it gets pretty hot here. It's like consistently the 80s and 90s. And in the summer, it's going to get 90s and in the hundreds. And I have a couple pools. One is heated and the other is supposed to be heated by the sun and it's fucking cold. So I don't really know that they needed that ice. It seems a little excessive, but if you can do it, cool. <laughs> I'm not against it. Um, okay. So Ian seems to be bullying Lisa to dominate like friendships and tell her like, She's kind of the Stasi, who she can be friends with and who she can't. Um, 
Caroline Stanbury. Oh my God, her hen party, her bachelorette party slash, but she calls her hen party, which I love. Her dress was awful. It looked like a really like bad cake combined with like a straight jacket. I was, I, I thought it was a joke. You know, like a bachelorette party is going to make you wear like some horrible outfit to just to be a spectacle. Like you're the bride. It seemed like that it seemed like a joke, but I think it's like couture. It's so ugly. Uh, the glass floor on the ceiling skyscraper that, okay. You guys, I did that in LA. There's a building downtown LA and you go up, there's a glass slide stuck on the side of the building. And I did do that. It's like, you know, like you're dropping a hundred stories to the ground by going on this glass slide. That was less freaky than standing on the glass floor that was above this elevator shaft that went down like, you know, 50 or a hundred stories. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even like dip my toe on it. I was so freaked out. There were some kids that were like sliding across it with their socks and like roll doing somersaults. I was so freaked out. I could not even like tippy toe touch my toe on it. I was just, it's just really like your, I don't know, your whole like balance. and What do you call it? Vertigo just like kicks in. You're like, but going down the slide stuck on the side of the building was much easier. Anyways, um, so they did that, that little uh, frame thing, that frame building looked cool. I liked how they were like, here's the old Dubai and here's the new and you could like see both sides. That was kind of cool. It's interesting because it's interesting watching like the development and birth and history of Dubai. Um, even that Sarah girl talking about like covering, she's like covering is a cultural thing. It's not Islam. So that's interesting because, you know, we see like, why do some people who practice Islam cover themselves and some do not, you know, some have like so much hair and makeup done and like flashy clothes while others are completely covered. So I always wondered about that. So that that's interesting. It makes sense that, you know, it's a cultural, it's not the overall religion. It's just how you interpret it, maybe region to region. Um, cause I guess we can really apply that anywhere, like even here, right? Like some things are more appropriate than, than other things. Like even business attire, West coast is so much more casual than like, you know, New York or Boston is more casual than New York city. DC is more formal than, you know, San Francisco, that sort of thing. Anyways, the alcohol control thing it would be difficult, right? Like, it's so expensive. So my sister would go to China for work and she'd be like, I can't even drink. She's like, a glass of wine was like $80 in the restaurant. So she'd, she'd have like one. She's like, I guess that's it. So I can't imagine how expensive it is in Dubai and also how difficult it is to get it. Like I think about here, there's still dry counties. Like I had friends that would go down, um, to work at Walmart in Arkansas, like to develop their software programs and that sort of thing. And, or we had uh, a lot of people, I have a lot of friends that work at like Best Buy and Target headquarters because they're in Minnesota and they get recruited all the time from Walmart headquarters because, you know, it's the same type of person, right? But they want people to down there because it's difficult to recruit people to Arkansas, especially with all the dry counties, but they promise you like, you'll have a mansion. So people go down there and they're like, we didn't realize we couldn't buy alcohol and they have to drive to another County or another state to get the alcohol. So you got to look into these things, people before you uh, commit. 
So that would be my one complaint. Um, so then Nina, okay, she's the one that she rented. She used to live in the Burj Khalifa, but now she rented the entire rooftop during a full moon at her new building, which was so beautiful. And at first I was like, wait, she said rooftop, but why are, why is there a view of the ocean that, you know, like, is it a fake ocean in Dubai? I think, um, behind it, like, like it was like eye level. I'm like, that's not a rooftop then. That's a patio. That's a terrace. That's a veranda. Um, and I realized I think that's the pool. That's like the rooftop pool of her building. The thing was massive. It was like 20 football fields big. I, the money there and, and where in the ocean beach and where are they getting all this water to continue to pump into that reservoir or whatever it is? I think this, but then I think about Lake Mead in Las Vegas and then all the water pumping through all the casinos in Las Vegas. And that's the desert too. So I guess they have ways. I just don't know how. And that's why I'm not an engineer or a water piper person, I guess. It's probably a good thing. So anyways, that's kind of it. I think we got, so Sarah, again, she seems pretty promising Nina, both Carolines. Lisa's going to be on the fence. I think she's going to side and split off with Ian. And I guess we'll see where the others land. But it looks good. It's interesting. And let me know what you guys think. And if you want us to cover it, well, I'm going to watch anyway. So we'll see. All right. I think that's it. You guys, I have a couple shirts and from Vanderpump Dog Day, and it's you know what it's a meat it's a large and an extra large, but to be honest, like the Tom Tom and shirts, those were like true to size. These are not. I would say the the large is like a medium, and the extra large is like a medium slash L. Like I, it doesn't even really look like a large to me. So I have two of those, and I have some uh, tennis balls. Pump dog ten so and a couple other things. So any of you with dogs, if you'd like a little tennis ball or something, um comment. I will post a picture of what I got in the Patreon group and then comment below and I'll do another little mini drawing and get those off to you. Okay. Thanks you guys again for joining our Patreon. I really appreciate it. It's been so fun. Please follow us on Instagram, Vanderpump Rules Party. Also, if you want to follow Sarah C, S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C on Instagram. And for the regular podcast listeners, if you can please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, you can leave a review if you want to. You don't have to. If you just, It takes half a second to hit the five stars. But if you have half a second more and want to write something nice, we always appreciate it. If you want us to shout you out for anything, please let us know. If you want to come on, if you want to talk about anything, let us know. We're totally down for um, entertaining all of those ideas. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye.